Welcome to The Winnow, a podcast about dining in the South and beyond. I'm Hannah Raskin, food editor at The Post and Courier. I'm David Fonte, food reporter here at The Post and Courier. So today we are talking about if you have already either looked at the print paper or been online this week, you know that this week we are thinking deeply about hash. 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 Hash rules everything around me. And so we probably should at the outset define what it is we mean by hash. I have to confess, Hannah, I read the piece. Uh, you still I, don't know what it is. I, st- <laughs> I still don't really understand. I mean, obviously I'm from New Jersey, yep. uh, so I lack the uh, sort of the heritage of hash, but I also seem to lack some reading comprehension. <laughs> I don't quite understand it. So uh, maybe for, for the benefit of me and any listeners who are ignorant to hash, can you spell it out a little bit more clearly? Sure. And I should say, I don't know, as you looked at the story, um, sort of this feature story that I wrote, did you happen to read the accompanying descriptions of like 39 hashes around? the? No, uh, I, I saw that, but I didn't get a chance to read. So let's talk about what hash is. So there are a lot of people who aren't from South Carolina or from the Southeast. When they think of hash, they think of like a corned beef hash. Um, Right. Right. That's what I know of as hash. Right. If I said like, oh, I'm hungry for hash, you might in your mind picture chopped up uh, corned beef, potatoes. Um, That would be the like British Isles interpretation, which found its way to the Northeast. Right. Poached egg. Like something you could have for brunch with a Bloody Mary, maybe. Um, South Carolina hash, also called barbecue hash or just plain old hash, if you know it, is something entirely different. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we're talking about, and this is the problem, there is no strict definition. Um, Ah, classic. Yeah, right. So, but essentially what we're talking about is chopped up extra pig parts um, with some barbecue sauce and vinegar Mm -hmm. um, or vinegar-based barbecue sauce, depending on how all the components come together. So, um, and possibly a sweetener of some kind that may come in the form of of a ketchup, like a sugar tomato, um, or it might just be plain old sugar. Uh, As you can see, it, it, it goes on and on what you can do. But what we're looking for for hash um is that it has um, pig parts you don't need anymore. So it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes and sort of. no. Yes. No. Okay. I better start at the beginning. So Please do. Okay. So hash got started um, the way so many great like one pot dishes got started, which is people had parts of the animal that they didn't want to waste and they needed to do something with it. So um, in Georgia, this is where you get the evolution of, say, like a um, Brunswick stew where they're going to put potatoes with it. Um Sometimes there's potatoes in South Carolina hash, but that's not the defining aspect. It's really they're taking they were taking traditionally the hog's head as well as all the you know internal organs, mixing them up. Um, again, vinegar is, is pretty traditional, and the idea is this is something that was served over rice, so it's pretty interconnected with the rice culture of Low Country, South mm-hmm. Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. So that's hash, and the hog's head for some um, remains sort of the the crux of the hash. Like it's got to have the head and you can still find hashes of that kind. They tend to be prepared slowly and with a lot of work um, for family reunions, maybe church gatherings, um, so fire these departments. Are the, these are the kettle hashes. Is kettle that right? Hash, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you put them, and you'd have like a, you know, you'd stir your pot. And so that would be a traditional hogshead hash. Traditional hogshead hash is Almost never available in a commercial setting. You might find it in some small town butcher shops. I mean, people who know hash know their spots. But for the most part, hogshead hash is sort of literally off the table. Um, What happened was hash became just integral to South Carolina barbecue. And so when barbecue restaurants started opening commercial restaurants, hash was part of it because, again, they – 
more than anyone else had extra pork to deal with, right? There were dedicated hash houses, primarily upstate uh, around. They went wherever people needed cheap food, right? right. So the the textile industry had a need for for hash. Um, but those ho- those hash houses all went away pretty much by the 70s and 80s because the textile industry went away. So it kind of fell to barbecue places to uphold this tradition of hash. So they did and they didn't. Um, so what got me interested in this story to begin yeah, with? Yeah, where did you come across this? Well, I came across this because I love hash, and it's, you're you're personally a fan of hash. I'm personally okay. a fan of hash. Got it. Right? Like, I mean, I, I'm a fan of anything with liver, but like hash is just. Oh, that's right. You're a big. I'm a you're, big you're a liver, liver fan. super fan. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I love hash, and so it occurred to me early on that they weren't or. I'm sorry, not early on. Actually, it was around the time of Rodney Scott expanding into other states. And the idea is that he was going to sort of, you know, be an evangelist for South Carolina style of barbecue. Mm-hmm. Again, hash is a big part of that. Hash is not part of the Rodney Scott menu. And mm-hmm. I did think that was interesting that people in Birmingham and Atlanta and ultimately in New York were going to sample what they thought was an example of South Carolina barbecue, but hash wouldn't be part of it. And you got into that in the story. You spoke with Rodney about yeah. that. And he was pointing out, or at least the way you framed it in the story, it sounds like there was just a challenge with how to present that on the menu because rice couldn't scale. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, what is it like Panda Express makes rice every day? Like, I I, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that's what he said is he I couldn't mean, make I rice I have to imagine. Quantities. Yeah. And he didn't necessarily say this, but I mean, I'm just sort of guessing here from the consumer standpoint, like that's kind of, a, it's kind of a tough sell. I mean, like it is not the sexiest looking food. We, no, I think we can all be sort of honest with ourselves about that. Right. Right. So that's why I said in the story. Yeah. So, I mean, Rodney may say it's a rice issue. And I, I don't doubt if it's a rice issue, it's a rice issue. Um, but I think the real issue is it's not anything anybody wants, really. Like, <laughs> I mean, I want it. But if it's a new food to you, and as you say, it looks not a not attractive. It really does. It is a really, in if our, you're not accustomed to it, not our, a good looking food. Our photo department works really hard. <laughs> and like the photojournalists who worked on this stuff, I forget if it was Lauren or, uh, or, or Grace. Grace, Grace yeah, so Grace B. Malford. Uh, put together some great photos uh, that are accurate, um, but it's really hard to make it, it is, look good. It, it it's does, not. No, it yeah. does not look good. So what you what you, it, it can look like. So it's going to vary in color. It can be any shade of brown or red. It's going to vary in texture. It can be anything from like a spaghetti sauce to like chili, just to use yeah, other you yeah, know yeah. Uh, foods that people might be familiar but, with. I mean, it is fundamentally gloppy. Oh yeah, there's a I mean, there's a reason you it. eat it with rice, right? Right. Yeah. So it, it it is. It's a sauce. It's basically just a pig part sauce, which again, people aren't lying. Doing up ourselves there. no favors I, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. People. So so what's happened? So what I wrote about in the story is we are down to now 112 barbecue restaurants in South Carolina that serve hash. Uh-huh. And it used to be more, but it's it's now not as many. And I didn't do the count. What I did is I visited every place between 95 and the coast that's serving hash and. I don't know if it breaks down exactly evenly. That's where I didn't count. I'll have to take a look. But there are those that serve hash because it's the tradition to serve hash, but they long ago took the liver out of it and everything else. So what they present as hash is just their leftover barbecue with barbecue sauce. Right. So it's not really hash. It's just more of the same, I guess. But it is served over rice. Um, And as I say in this story, it does accomplish what hash is supposed to accomplish, which is using up what you've got around, Mm -hmm. which in a barbecue restaurant is barbecue. But 
there are hash purists who are so opposed to this idea that you would just present barbecue as hash. Yeah. It's two separate things. So there are a number of places that are still upholding the old way of doing it. Um, not as old as the hog head, um, but are upholding the barbecue hash tradition, which, again, is going to be not the head, but certainly liver, liver. other parts. Um, and, yeah. When we say part. other parts, are we talking about, like, trotters? Or we like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, no, I think we're, we're primarily talking about organs. Okay, yep, gotcha, yep, gotcha. Yep, yep. I mean, the head goes in holes, so, you know, the ears, the whole thing. But um, only in kettle hash. Well, you don't need a whole cat. Like I went over to BJ Dennis's house, who's a um, he's a, a personal chef and um, private chef around here. Does pop ups as well. Um, he's in the scene. He's in the scene. BJ's in yes, the scene, and he is known for for celebrating and upholding many Gullah food traditions. Anyhow, he made hogshead hash for me at his house, and mm-hmm. I, I can assure you, we were not like pulling out the kettle. He, yeah, he, you know, he made it. On the stovetop, uh, he, I think he used just a Le Creuset Dutch oven. Okay, so yeah, it so can be, I mean, like the, so the process can be ported indoors and into an urban environment. Well, yes and no. Yes, you could absolutely do it indoors. but <laughs> If when you I, can find a pig's head. If you have a head. So, I mean, I have in the story, when I talked to uh, David Bessinger at Melvin's, he used to do heads. He was a traditional guy for a while, but then he thought it was funny that he had the head. So he walked out into the dining room when MC Hammer was having a meal there and he showed the head to MC Hammer and then- MC Hammer uh, didn't respond well, and that was sort of the end of heads. Uh, Mr. Parachute Pants was not That's feeling it. it. Oh, no, no. No, so that was the end of heads. So you could have heads um, outside of the kettle, but um, not if MC Hammer's around. Right, apparently. okay, that yeah. was the learning there. That was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, and in the story, I thought you did a really nice job of sort of giving some context on you know what it was historically versus what it is now. It seems yeah. like now its primary sort of place in South Carolina barbecue is – this like almost like an appendage, like people are sort of like keeping it on because they feel like they have to. There's, it seemed like you came across a few people, a few restaurants that actually sold well. Uh, but f- overall, the conclusion you seem to draw in the story is that it's it's on its way, uh, if not out, certainly down. <laughs> it's certainly down. Yeah. It's certainly down because what all the restaurateurs I spoke to said was that the, I mean. Liver has often been polarizing, any kind of liver, um, but it seems to be getting worse and worse. Like people I, – I, I, I haven't looked at the liver consumption statistics, but it's not something you hear about people serving their children anymore. Whereas, no. Yeah. You no. know, when I was a kid, you'd have it in the school cafeteria. I don't know if that's still the case. You had liver in the school cafeteria? <laughs> yeah. Really? Sure. It's cheap. Or was that? Emery, have you ever had liver? <laughs> No, never no. had liver. Wow. Okay, so it's a generational yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I remember having, like, liver worst, uh, uh-huh. like the, you right. know, like— the cold um, cut thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the same. When I was—well, I assume there's something along the same lines, right? Is that I, not liver? It, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. not straightaway liver, yeah. but— um, yeah, when I was a when I was a child, my grandparents served us that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wow, you had it in in a in a cafeteria. So. Yeah, I re- I remember that I did, and now now I'm downing myself. Now I'm going to call my brother as soon as we get out of the studio. But I really I do remember having liver. Okay. Yeah. And it was popular with the kids. You no, know, it wasn't super popular. Yeah. It's kind of right of passage right. thing. You just right? had to eat liver it. day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In any case, the liver uh, based hash here mm-hmm. in South Carolina is not faring so well with the with the younger generation. It's not. And I mean, I wonder part of it, too, as people come into South Carolina, I don't know if they even know what it is. You know, like I had I, never I, heard of hash yeah, before Yeah, so this I don't article. think they're going to, they're not seeking it out. Um, and it really is, as I say in the story, it is our greatest contribution to barbecue. I mean, it is really, I mean, 
and mustard. But, it, you know, the mustard goes in the hash in, in a mustard barbecue place. So yeah. it's really special and it's really sad to see it go. Were the practitioners that you spoke with, like, did they share that sort of sadness or like ruefulness that it was on its way out? Do they share that? Perception? Yeah, that's interesting. So they really fell into two camps. One that was sort of like, yeah, it's it's going and that that'll be fine because I don't like liver either. And the ones who are like who who denied the conclusion, they're like, it's not going anywhere because my people love it. You right. know, they have become these kind of just hash places. Right. So yeah, so they don't see what's happening outside of their own. Sort of the forest for the dressing. trees type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, and that's all it takes if it's a small business and they can keep selling sure. hash. Like it's not like there's any like overarching like hash system that they will eventually be robbed of using. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's really fun. As I said, it's really fun because there is no single definition. So to go from place to place and kind of see what they've concocted is, um, I don't know. It's a neat way to, to taste the place. How many places did you wind up visiting in, in I, total? I'm trying to remember. I want to say it's between 30 and 40. And I can't remember because there were a couple where I got to and they'd gone out of business. And I should say right now that it was um, James Roller who does the Destination Barbecue site, which um, chronicles barbecue in South Carolina. He came up for the list with the list for me. So yeah. he was able to isolate every place that had hash. That yeah, you tapped hash, right? the hash expert. You're yeah. a barbecue expert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he came up with the list. And then, so some of those places are places that didn't last. By the time I got there, they'd already closed up. Um, but yeah, it's in the 30s. Well, were most of them restaurants? Were were they were they gas stations? Were they not gas stations? Not so gas these stations. were all. I, I specifically limited the search to barbecue hash. So okay. hash served in a barbecue setting. Gotcha. Yeah. Some of them were frozen, though. Is that right? Yeah, some of them because it's um it's a big process to make it. Um and so and there's real concern about liver going bad. That's why a lot of restaurateurs took the liver out of the recipe. Is that it? Seeing as it 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 doesn't last for yeah. a long time, right? Huh. So yeah, so they instead will make a big batch and then freeze it for the hash devotees have it on hand and yeah. Well, and is that. that in the story you uh, you shouted out um, Buxton Hall did mm -hmm. a like a hash tasting yeah. right? at uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Um, the the owner there is from Florence. Is yeah, right? exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So he's a hash devotee. So he yeah. did a tasting. So I'm assuming he gathered like frozen hashes from around South Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he would go on on his um, on a road trip and he'd just bring a cooler and then he would freeze them himself back at the <laughs> restaurant. And, and yeah, just put it out. I mean, it's a very Asheville thing to do. Kind of this like potluck style where they just open these like unmarked um, plastic containers of hash. Right, and right. Who knows where they came from yeah, or how they yeah. were kept, but you know, that's Asheville. So. Did you have a favorite of the one, like a yeah. personal favorite? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it seems, I, I, I almost hate to say it, but McCabe's in Manning, which is already, you know, just uh, steamed for its barbecue. That hash was so good that I ate half of it before I remembered to take a picture. You know, like that one actually looked good. It smelled good. It's it a critical error as a food journalist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hash is so interesting. One of the interesting things is I'm sure you have been out on different um, these crawls of kind, you know, where you're just eating or drinking one thing again and again and again. And what's so interesting about hash is typically when I go out on like a single subject tour like this, there's something at the end of the day that I'm craving just as an antidote to everything I've had. But hash is complete. Like there's nothing I wanted after a day of hash. I was like, it hit every, it hit it all. Water? Is it salty? It was like craving water. Yeah, it can be, it can be a little salty. I feel like the yeah. sodium intake sure, would sure. be pretty yeah, significant. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's a fair amount of salt. And in the ones that I don't care for as much, it can get a little sweet. But I mean, you're basically, you're hitting like every possible flavor group. So, yeah. yeah. One thing that in the story, you quoted BJ Dennis, Chef BJ Dennis, uh, on like the idea that there's, 
there people are looking for a gelatinous mouth mouth yeah. feel, right? Yeah. That to me sounds very unappetizing. <laughs> but obviously to each his own, is gelatinous gelatinousness uh sort of like the a critical texture or is that more it's, of a preference. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it, you're not without the hedge, you're not going to get as much of it, but it is um it's it's pretty good. It it definitely contributes to the hash, I wow. would say. Yeah. For some, maybe not for all. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun of it. They yeah. are really different. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So I would say for Charleston listeners, my favorite local hash yes, is- Yes, give us um, a local hash. Yeah, is at Melvin's, um, which is, you know, where MC Hammer ate hash. Right. Um, but it is, it, they've done a really nice job there. Okay. Melvin's yeah. is the hash spot around here. Yep. Uh, McCabe's if you're out in the road. Right. Although there are, it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to narrow it down. There's half a dozen places, I would suggest. And what's fun is that if you kind of route these places out, it takes you through some great kind of small town, back road South Carolina. As I've said, you know, it turned into sort of these weekend trips for me. Um, and I would suggest that to anybody else. It's a really fun little field trip. Just hash, hash travel. Out. Yeah. Hash it out. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Hannah, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Hash it out. I yeah. like that. Yep. Okay. Uh, listeners can maybe plot. What would you What would you suggest? How much hash is too much for a single day? Ah, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, remember, it freezes well. Yep. So, okay. you know, yeah. How much like, hash do you have in your freezer? Yeah, right. Now? right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've eaten all my hash. Um, so, how much would you want to do in a day? I think you could hit. You know, it depends if you're going to hit ha or eat hash exclusively. That was a weird thing. I was so focused because I was reporting. So I went to these places I'm sure have amazing barbecue, and I didn't even try. You know, it was just hash and rice, hash right. and rice, hash and rice. Presumably people won't well, do it that they, way. Yeah, yeah, they're probably not going to go. So I don't know. You know, four places could be a fun day. Okay. Yeah. Are there any, like, in— And that day has to be Saturday. Got to be a Saturday. I mean, barbecue places keep really limited hours, including one place I went to that makes a nice hash that's only open, I think— Four hours a week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you Good gotta, for them. Yeah, right? Yeah. So you've got to plot it carefully. Uh, that's the dream. And I assume most of these places aren't open on Sundays. Uh, no, you're not going to go on Sunday. Yeah, I can't you, go on Sunday. Yeah, you could Friday sometimes, Saturday definitely don't bother on a Sunday. Got it. Okay. Uh, so anyone who's listening out there, if you're interested in a hash it out road trip uh, through, what do we call this part of South Carolina? That like, Is there a specific... Like designation for 95 in the coast. You're going through well, a couple going, different regions, You're right? going through a couple different regions, right? Which is, And so you don't really cover the Midlands, which is Columbia is sort of the center there, um, which is supposed to be the hash craziest of all the regions. They they really oh, like interesting. it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because of where we're located, I focused on the low country and then the PD above it. Um, but Midlands are supposed to be also a hash capital. So if they want to venture beyond the sort yeah. of demarcation that you made for yourself. Correct. In the story. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I did that, as I said earlier, partly because the rice component I think is so important. Like I think if hash gets lost, I think rice stands to get lost. And that really, that really is our cultural contribution here. So you, I feel like rice has much broader application than oh, hash. Yeah, I don't, I don't think rice, like, I don't think that it, it's over for rice. I'm saying within the barbecue setting. Oh, yeah. I, see. I was like, I don't think I agree yeah, with no, that. Yeah, no, I think, <laughs> taking a bold stand. This yeah, is yeah. not the end of rice. What no. do we lose when we lose hash? <laughs> yeah, not rice. Okay, yeah. so hash, the stories in today's paper yep. uh, is really great. Awesome job on Thanks. it. I thought it was super interesting. I also didn't know anything about it. Yeah, but see, now do you want to eat hash? Nope. Yeah, see, nope, I sure think don't. I may have yeah. failed, right? No, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Like, is it your job to revitalize hash? 
You told uh, the story of it's, you know. I mean, sort if of, it's not my job, whose job is it? Well, I mean, you don't have to evangelize for something. <laughs> you've, you've already shined the light on it. You did your best here. And we're getting to more of a journalism discussion. But, I, uh, 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 well, yeah, I, no, I don't want it, to be honest with you. And, yeah. and that's fine. Like, I'm not trying to condescend or, or look down yeah. on people who do like it, but it does. I would eat it if it were presented to me yeah. in, a, in a social setting. I would try it for sure. It doesn't seem like something I'd seek out. Yeah. Um, I could be totally wrong. Again, right. I've never tried it before, right. so it's possible that I am a closet hash head, right? Uh, and I don't even know it yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it. I don't know. It. It doesn't. Doesn't seem. I don't seem to have any need for it. Especially since like I didn't grow up with it. Sure. Like I have no heritage of it. Right. Um. I would be shocked if if <laughs> if I develop a hankering for hash in the near future. Okay. All but right. That's fair. That's not to say uh, other people shouldn't. Right. And if you should, I've now written up all the places at which you can get it. So at least your first hash experience could be a good one. That's true. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Melvin's, uh, maybe I'll be headed over there to try out the hash that MC Hammer rejected. Uh, also, I should yeah. say locally home team does a really good home job team as has well. A good hash. Yeah, That's home right. team okay. has a good hash. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned that in the story. Yep. Okay, cool. Anything else we should know about hash? No, go try it. Hash it out folks. All right. Um, all right, cool. That is it for this edition of The Winnow. Uh, again, I'm Hannah Raskin. You can reach me at hraskin at postandcourier.com. I'm Dave Infante. You can reach me at dinfante at postandcourier.com. Go eat some hash. Hash. And that's all for this episode of The Winnow. The Winnow is a production of The Post and Courier in Charleston, South Carolina. It was edited and directed by me. I'm J.M. Ray Parker. See y'all later.